Hello there, it's Phil and I'm the Loneliness Guy. Before we jump into this episode of Connection Over Coffee and talk about loneliness and how we can do authentic connection as gay men wherever you are in the world, I invite you to stop and think a moment. The irony of listening to a podcast which is all about loneliness and then doing connection is that it's something that we tend to do alone. We listen through headphones while we're commuting, while out walking, or while we clean the house. But think about this. While you're likely listening to this alone, there are other gay men who are also feeling lonely and are listening to these words right now too. We're never alone in the thoughts that we're thinking and the feelings that we're feeling. We're never alone. And there's power in that knowledge. And that power is called community. I'm working to build a supportive community to serve gay men experiencing loneliness wherever they are in the world. As part of this, I'd love it if you could send me a pic of you enjoying a coffee where you are in the world that you are happy for me to use on my socials. If you're wanting to feel part of a greater global community of gay men, please reach out to me on my socials. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest and YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. Now, let's get on and have that coffee, hey? Yuma and welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe. I'm the loneliness guy. And this is Connection Over Coffee. This is a podcast that proudly serves and supports gay men experiencing loneliness and helps them take steps, helps you take steps to getting the authentic connection you need and deserve. It's also proudly recorded, edited and uploaded in Canberra, Australia's capital city, on the traditional country of the Ngunnawal people to whom I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Now that you're here, go and make yourself comfortable. I'll get us some coffees. Here you go. Welcome to episode 41 of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to be joined soon by Michael Diorio for a chat on a topic that I know will resonate with so many of you. And I know this because you've told me and the topic is on porn and whether watching it feeds your loneliness. Michael has joined us for coffee many times and it's always a great and fun conversation. I don't know if you know Michael and his work at Willismo Coaching, but I'll introduce him in just a moment. But before we get too far into the episode, I just want to pause a moment and say that I think that you're amazing. And I say that because very few gay men seek out and then listen to podcasts or watch videos on YouTube about loneliness unless they've come to the realization that they're lonely. The shame and the stigma that we feel is real and it takes a lot of courage to even engage with the subject. So I'm really proud of you for pressing play and for joining me here for coffee, whether this is your first time or we've had coffee previously. Connection is the antidote to loneliness. So this podcast, indeed all of my work, is all about helping you through your loneliness and help you feel more connected to your authentic self, to those most important to you, and to your community. Now you can check out all of my content designed to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally through my website, thelonelinessguy.com. On that site, you'll see all the details about Uh, my blog, this podcast, and how you can get me right by your side as a connection mentor. Go and have a look. 
especially if you feel that what we're saying in this episode speaks like I am or we are speaking directly to you. This episode comes after I published Is Porn Feeding Your Loneliness on my blog on Thursday the 28th of April 2022. In that post, I shared that porn and your use of it is a topic that so many of you awesome gay men in my audience tell me that you're worried about. You tell me that you're worried about how you feel that your use of porn makes you feel lonelier. But knowing that, you still struggle to shut down the browser on your laptop or shut off your phone. You find yourself preferring to jerk off to porn rather than spending time with your partner or partners. I hear you. I really hear you. I found it hard to shut down porn too. Porn and how it's used by gay men and its impacts on our well-being is a topic that's been covered by so many excellent sources on the internet. I don't seek in this episode or in the blog to provide all the advice and all of the support about everything on this topic. Rather, I simply want to share some thoughts with you that serve you and support you as a gay man experiencing loneliness. And that is really all that I do here at The Loneliness Guy. There's a link to the episode, uh, well, there's a link to the blog post. If you're interested in reading it, there's a link to it in the episode description. And that will take you right there if you want to read it. Now to Michael. Michael introduces himself in just a few minutes and he'll do this much better than what I ever could. But this is Michael's fourth time having a coffee with us. And each time it's an awesome mixture of fun, wisdom, and well, stop us in our tracks insights. So with all of that, we'll uh, let Michael introduce himself in just a few moments, but I want to say welcome again. I'm so glad that you're here for this. Now that you've got your coffee, get settled. Let's jump straight into the conversation. Michael, welcome back for the fourth time for Connect to Connection Over Coffee. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me for the fourth time. Yeah. I feel honored to be part of this. Well, I, I did say to you offline that uh, this is episode 41 uh, and it's just shy, like some quick maths, quick maths from me, but uh, just shy of 10% of all the episodes of Connection Over Coffee have featured you. So it's Like a supporting a supporting cast member of the, of the podcast. I know. <laughs> 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 which you know is is fantastic which is fantastic yeah. so it's been it's yeah. been a little while i think last year we had a chat about hookup apps yeah uh Branded, which was yeah, yeah. yeah which was well, it was during during one of our lockdowns last year so i think that was sort of august september um and this this is a, a similar theme um when we're talking about porn uh and how it can feed the 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 loneliness of us gay men but before we like we're going to have a fantastic chat as always and and i'm totally down as i'm sure the listener is on the podcast and the viewer totally down to see where this goes um but before we you know jump into all of the good stuff just in case someone hasn't listened to just shy of 10 percent of the uh the the episodes here on the, on, uh, the loneliness guy uh, and connection over coffee like you know s- small question who are you me mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Yes. Hi. Hi, listener viewer. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, who haven't listened to those 10%, my name is Michael Diorio. I'm located in Toronto, Canada. I am a life and wellness coach, and I focus on serving the gay community primarily, but I have clients uh, all across the spectrum. And I focus on helping people build self-confidence from the inside out. Uh, I'm also the leader of the Gay Men's Brotherhood and the co-host of my own podcast, the Gay Men Going Deeper podcast, which Phil has been a guest of a few times as well on our side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, so friends, like if if um, you're not a member uh, of the Gay Men's Brotherhood, if you're not in the the Facebook group, if you're not familiar with the podcast, um, uh, go check it out. There's there's going to be links in the the episode description. Perfect. And uh, I, as I said in the the intro, um, I wrote a blog post on uh, asking the question: Does porn porn feed your loneliness? Um, and uh, one of the things that I I talk about in there is porn literacy. And that was uh, an, um, a point raised in a conversation by one of the other co-hosts, uh, Matt Lancido, on an episode, um, I want to say December last year, um, yeah. and uh, on porn. Uh, and um, and we'll, we'll, I feel we'll get to porn literacy, but uh, if you've also got the, 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 um, the blog open, scroll down to the point where it says porn literacy, and there's links to... The episode that um, that I've just referred to, there's links in there to, to Michael's work. There's links there to the Gay Men's Brotherhood. There's just links. It's it's, it's linkarama uh, in there, um, uh, and because uh, because I'm really keen to make sure that you get access to really good stuff that that I know will support you because it also supports me as well. So, Michael, just short of you know world domination uh, and uh, and and just being you know just just awesome uh, an awesome human and awesome at what you do i'm very grateful for your time uh, uh joining us for 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 coffee uh even if there are going to be consequences potentially later on in the evening for you in 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 a lack of sleep oh yeah totally I'll be worth up all it. night tonight yeah. totally yeah, worth yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> so um right to the issue at hand and as i said in the the intro uh and in the blog post this this topic and and you know porn watching porn consumption the the I, I don't want to say porn obsession but you know a a a the, the compulsion to you know before we we really know it we've got you know um, Pornhub dialed up where you know and 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 we're watching something and this this is a topic this is an issue that has frequently come up in my interactions with my audience. Um, and so, you know, in my interactions with you, listener, my interactions with you, viewer, um, as the thing that most that most concerns you, uh, and you kind of have this tension within yourself where you know you know that this is not this is not serving you, but you don't know how to stop. Or you don't know how to rein it in. You don't know how to, you know, give it its place to, for for porn to have its place in your in your life that doesn't feel like it consumes you um, and rules you. And you know, some of the 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 the, um, the responses 
that we that we get from when we do this. We 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 talk about you know making pacts with ourselves. It's like no, I'm never right from you know like after after you have like a big night of drinking and you have that hangover and he's like I'm never drinking again. Um, at through to well you know I'll I'll use it between the hours of you know, 3 and 4 p.m. Uh, every third Tuesday or something like that, and, you know, just to kind of rein it in. But then you find yourself back to it. And the fear is there that how it feeds your loneliness. So this is what we're going to have a chat about today is how it feeds our loneliness. And because I'm the loneliness guy and I talk about, well, the, the antidote to loneliness is connection. And the core part of my work is all about the three pillars of connection. Uh, so connection to self, connection to those most important to you, and connection to community. And having all of those three strong helps makes us feel connected. Um, so we're going to look at it through that lens. We're going to look at it how, you know, um, how, how porn watching porn consumption porn kind of thinking like um how we can feed our disconnection from ourselves from those most important to us and to community and then as i said to michael for me good sex means being able to flip it (laughs) uh and we're then going to look at it from another perspective uh like how porn can feed our connection to ourselves, to those most important to us and to our communities. So that's going to be the episode. That's going to be the chat. Um, but because it's Michael and because I'm me, we're like collectively awesome. <laughs> we're like the Wonder Twins activating. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there's probably going to be highways and byways that we go down that's that's all going to be good, some, some good stuff. So... Michael just had a sip of coffee. If you can't see that on uh, through the podcast, uh, I'm going to ask Michael a question. I'll have a sip of coffee. Uh, let's get settled in. Let's have let's have a, a great chat. So I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. With all of that said, Michael, I want you to talk now. How how can how can porn feed our disconnection? How can porn feed our loneliness? Let's start like from ourself in your view? Yeah. Well, I think I first want to say before we even go there that I'm not, and neither are you because I read your blog. Uh, we're not anti-porn. This is not an anti-porn no. kind of episode, right? Like I think I just want to mention that from the, from the beginning. Yes. I think porn has a lot of benefits. It's great. You know, it can be used actually as a means of connection, but we'll get to that later. So I just want to start off by saying that. Uh, your question, though, how does it feed our disconnection to self? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think right from the jump already, there's a lot of people who have shame with respect to even watching porn, right? We have, we live in a society, you know, you, you mentioned it's kind of puritanical or puritan, where we're kind of shamed into thinking that masturbation is bad having an orgasm is bad doing it multiple times a day is bad um and watching porn often whatever that might mean is bad so there's already that level there where if you're consuming watching porn regardless of whether it's once a week or 10 times a day Mm -hmm. i hear this a lot i work with 
I work with clients, mostly men, um, and they eventually will tell me, I think that's exactly what this episode is about. This, like, I think I watch porn too much, but no one actually knows they do. Mm. They just think they do. And there's a lot of shame around that. So already, right from the jump, they have this relationship to porn that they think is immediately unhealthy. So I want to just say that, first of all, that needs to be just put on pause because mm. we all... We all have a relationship with sex generally and sexuality generally. Porn oftentimes is part of that relationship and it can be a completely healthy one. So I think how it first, the first thing I, I can think of is how it disconnects us is we immediately have shame in the fact that we enjoy it or that we, we, we watch it. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. I think you're, I think that's, that's really, that's really so insightful right there because in my mind, you know, I'm I'm in my mid forties, <clears throat> um, and you still well, you I can still you know when I when I you know watch porn, uh, I can still feel like it's it's the naughty thing to do, uh, like the stories that I told myself about porn consumption when I was a teenager. Because still in my mind, so much of me is still that awkward teenager. Uh, and porn was something that you did, you know, in the privacy of your room. Um, that, that, that you didn't do porn, um, but like, you know, watching watching porn. Um, or back in my day, like before the internet. Uh, like, you know. The, there was something before the internet. I know. I know. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is your grandfather talking. Um <laughs> When I when I start to say words like back in my day, um, but yeah, it's like you know, and even then, when I was growing up, like it didn't feel like there was too much gay porn around either, uh, and so the porn I essentially read and looked at was straight porn, uh, and it, you know, first, one of the first signs for me was um, that you know I wasn't really looking at the ladies uh, uh, in. Um, uh, in 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 those pictures and in those magazines, so even then there was like the overlay of shame of like you mm-hmm. know the other you know I went to a boarding school so the other guys in the dorm they were you know they were they were looking at the ladies and I I wasn't or I thought they were all looking at the ladies yeah um, you thought so yeah but you never know yeah yeah you yeah, never know because we yeah. did have enlightened conversations in the early nineties about sexuality and and stuff as teenagers we, we we didn't at all it was like forbidden but that's where the shame comes from. So I think yeah. that's a really great point. And shame is disconnection, right? Shame is shame creates the disconnection. It's it's the root of the disconnection. Uh, so that's the first thing I think anyone who's listening to this. And if you watch porn, I don't care how often or mm. you think it might be, you have to meet yourself where you are. Like you have to meet yourself and say, okay, well, this is something that's part of my life. It's part of my relationship to sex and sexuality. It gets me off. It's it's filling a need, regardless of whether I don't want to label things good, bad. Yeah. This is very similar to the dating app episode. I don't like labeling yeah. things good as good and bad. It's whether it's serving your serving you or not. That that uh uh so listener, if you like you can't see that, but I just did like the yes, 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 yes. That's the that's the point. That's the point. It's that whole judgment that we have around it, that it's it's good, bad, or whatever. It's like, that's an important reframing right there. Good, bad doesn't exist. Does this serve me? And dramatic pause there uh, to, to, to let that sink in. 
that is, I would say, some of the, the the biggest work that I would do with these these clients that I was saying that I'm actually working with somebody right now. So I, I hope he listens to this episode. <laughs> um, where you know, it's it's a lot of that. Okay, well, you know, the first thing I'll say is, well, why is this a problem, right? And then that's where the stories come out. Yes. Oh, it's a problem because you know I do it twice a day, and I'm like, and that's a problem. Why, right? There's there's always some other story that that people are telling themselves. Oh, that's too much. I'm like, well, where did you hear the idea that that's too much? Why is it too much? And then, you know, eventually we'll get to the root of what's actually happening. Mm. And that is where the magic is. You have to create that space to find out, oh, okay, you think it's too much because maybe if they have a partner, they're, you know, they're they're experiencing some kind of disconnection with their partner and they're blaming the, the porn for that. And, and maybe that is the case, but we don't know until we have that conversation and open up the space where you can just approach it with curiosity and ask yourself these questions. Yes. For me, uh in in like that that sentiment often comes out um when we're shooting uh and um and and so a, a a psychologist friend in New Zealand would say you know we're shooting all over ourselves and we're masturbating uh and yeah so and and so listener viewer my tip is paying attention to the shoulds when you think the word should, when you say the word should, when someone else says around you the word should, almost like a doctor tapping on your knee to test your reflexes, the reflex answer sh- uh, should be, needs to be, <laughs> needs to be, who says? Yeah. I shouldn't watch so much porn. Who says? The voice in my head that sounds like my mum. The voice in my head who sounds like my year nine RE, like religious education teacher, Mm. who says that, you know, I will go to hell if I touch myself, you know, and, you know, I will grow hair on my palms uh, or, you know, and, 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 you know, all the, all the boys in the class sort of look down to see if they've, there's any hair sprouting off their, off their palms. Um, but yeah, so it's it's those stories, those stories that Michael just said are so important because those stories are, are really powerful sources of disconnection and the entree to those stories is the word should mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Mm. It, it's important to know the stories. And again, I'm mm. not saying that, that that there's nothing wrong. I think everyone everyone's very different, right? So I want to be careful not to, you know, paint everyone with the same broad brush stroke here. But everyone's everyone's situation is a little bit different. We're all a yes. little bit different. We all have different needs. We all have different ways of meeting those needs. Um, so I don't think there's one way we can say, okay, that this works for everyone and this doesn't. But I think what I want to get through here is that the first thing you got to do is find out what those stories are. Yes. Then... Then we can start to determine, okay, now that we know the stories, we're going to look at them without any judgment, just curiosity. Mm-hmm. And let's let's dig deeper, right? Because there might be something. And and I think what I see a lot of, I, I hope this is still under the same question, is um, people, when I say people, I do this too, or yep. I've done this too, uh, using porn or sex in general, not just porn, just sex in general, as a way to numb loneliness Mm, yes right so so that that happens a lot and that might be the case that might actually be what's happening here um but again we don't know until we we go a little bit deeper but if you're using it to numb and we don't just use sex and porn we use food 
alcohol, yes, substances, yes. work, whatever. Mm. Lots of different things we can use to numb. Mm. But then if you're using it to numb something like loneliness, that's where you want to say, okay, well, what happens then if you don't numb it and you just feel it and you just mm. kind of sit with it, right? If you are listener, if you needed reminding of Michael's awesomeness uh, and why he's now been a four-time uh, <laughs> four-time guest, there, he, there it is. But you're right. And I often think um, of masturbation and porn can be almost, not necessarily like numbing, but this is a conversation that I had with, uh, with Justin Oberstie just before, uh, before Christmas about numbing and coping. Um, and I was coming at it things like, you know, how do you numb? And he's like, well, actually, in the great Justin way of like, well, there's numbing and then there's also coping. Yeah. Because like, you know, and, 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 you know, one, like they're, 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 they're different. So that completely reframed how I look at this as well. And when time, get, times get tough, when things kind of become overwhelming, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, overwhelm is overwhelm. You know, we, 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 we go to things to cope and, you know, we can go to things to numb, like the things that really are painful masturbation using porn can be one of those go-to coping mechanisms. So in that episode, go and listen to it. Uh, but in that episode, Justin says that he goes and watches an episode of Friends. Um, for some of us, and I'm just reflecting if that includes me too, for some of us, you know, when, when things kind of get overwhelming, do we open Pornhub? Do we, you know tap open Tumblr or, or, or whatever it is and then go and have a wank as a coping mechanism because that's something that we've sort of been, that's, that's been a constant there, you know, since we, we, we learned how good it feels. I wonder, I, d- I just wonder about that. But, and then it's the stories that sort of go and, and, and the shooting all over ourselves that, that sort of, that, that can grow from that. And it works. Let's talk mm. about that too, right? Like as a coping or numbing, whatever, whatever one it is, it works. Uh, having an orgasm, the lead up during and after your brain releases dopamine the entire time, which is like that beautiful chemical that we love and we yeah. want more of. It's the, it's the pleasure. It's the reward. Yeah. So we get to, we get to experience that and it works. And of course, I think one of the benefits, I, I made a list of benefits of porn, um, before this one of the benefits one of the first things that i thought of for myself was stress relief Mm. right like sometimes exactly that example you said sometimes that's exactly what i need to like unwind because also the other thing that happens after an orgasm is your your parasympathetic nervous system Mm. just tells your body okay chill (laughs) so if you're a little bit high strung like me sometimes (laughs) having a good wank as you say i love that word um (laughs) I never use that, but I'm going to use it for you. Um, can help me. Can help me just totally unwind de-stress, and then I can kind of settle into my evening or, or whatever is happening. So, yeah, I mean, I, let's just let's just call it what is it works. These things yeah. work. Um, now, you know, I guess the difference is 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 it the only is it the only coping mechanism? Is it the only thing you're doing? Do you rely on it? Uh, you know, as the only way to to meet those needs? I think that those are the bigger questions we have to ask. Yeah, and I think. I think um, 
I'm 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 keen to to to, to move on, but I think mm. that's a that's a really good point to sort of wrap that how how watching porn can feed our loneliness through the disconnection of self. It's like invites kind and honest conversations internally about why we're using it. Yeah. Without and and I, I really want to stress kind and honest. So kind and honest does not involve judgment. Kind and honest is, you know, full of empathy and compassion for self. Um and you know we 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 tend to want to berate ourselves and you know when we you know we kind of get stuck in those shoulds like you know like, I shouldn't do this I should be a better person than 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 having to like continuing to use this kind and honest please um michael so the second pillar connection to those most important to us in your view how does porn how does watching porn or how not how does please give us the definitive answer to this uh how can porn watching feed our loneliness in the sense of disconnection with those most important to us okay yeah this 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 is a common one as well uh there's two there's two things that come to mind right off the top of my head the first thing that i'll i'll hear from from people is that um, they'll be using it as an escape from their relationship issues, from potential, from potentially having to have a vulnerable conversation with their partner. Mm. Um, so instead of doing that, obviously that's way too difficult. So instead, I'm just going to go watch porn here. It's nice and easy, even if it's you know something I have to kind of do on the side and not tell them about if that's the case. But either way, it's a lot easier to just not have that that vulnerable conversation and just use the porn. So it, it can disconnect. Uh, from your partner or partners if you are escaping the relationship issues consistently. I think at some point, if you want to actually have real connection and real intimacy, sexually or otherwise, that conversation has to happen. Mm. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, and then the other one is is that feeling of pseudo pseudo connection that you have again with that hit of dopamine, right? So again, as we have an orgasm, our brain releases all kinds of things in our in our bodies. One of them is that feeling of connection, um, but it's pseudo it's pseudo connection. It's pseudo intimacy. It feels like you're connecting. It feels like you have connected, but really you're not. So those are the two that come to mind for me. I want to just bring in at that point. I did see. I think it was this. This. I don't want to sort of give time references because it like tends to date content. But it's the end of April 2020, uh, and yesterday my time... Um, 2022. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> He's two years away in Australia. Oh, my God. It's like, it went, yeah, I, I'm sure so many people resonate with that. Where we're just like, what year is it now? Um, but anyway, so 2022. <laughs> um, but, so end of April 2022. And yesterday I saw on your socials like the five like five benefits of of, of sex and like what, what it does for us. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to flag that. Um, so if you're listening to this like you know months and weeks down the track and you know you know you might even be listening to this two years time in 2022 and you um, <laughs> you, 
um, like reach out to Michael. Uh, and, uh, cause I think it came from a blog post originally. Um, and, uh, like it's, it's cracking content. Like it, it, it's really good. Um, but I just wanted to flag that there, uh, to, to go and check that out. Um, but one of the things that I, I, I want to sort of point to here as well is it goes to that avoidance of, um, of, of having the tough conversations, and tough conversations aren't labeled tough conversations because they're easy. <laughs> yeah. Like by 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 the very word they're tough. And my my tip here and this this might actually go to the second half of the the, the conversation about how it can feed connection, but my tip here is about you know like recognizing if you are avoiding those those tough conversations. Um and you know, a spoiler for, for the second part uh, is remember kind and honest um, for, for, for having tough conversations, having those, 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 like, you know, on whatever topic it is, but kind and honest is, is the superpower there. But I want to, the second point that you raised there, Michael, is, you know, about, and, and I say this in the blog post, is the hacking of the, yeah. the happy hormones. Now, Hi, I'm the loneliness guy. Got a thing, like, how can I say, like, it still feels weird to say I've got a thing for loneliness, right? But I have a thing for connection. I've a, uh, and we don't get the real connection until we actually admit that we're lonely and then do something about it. So, which is why, listener, viewer, just as a reminder of what I said in the intro, you're bloody awesome for being here because this, this is like you, you've had to overcome with courage Something in yourself that's like, oh no, this is this is wrong, this is bad. But yay you, you're here. You're here for the conversation. And don't look now, but you're still here. Like, like so you've you've even like powered up in your awesomeness. Um, you uh, it, by virtue of still being here, still you know recognizing that you need to do connection authentically to then feel the connection that you need. So, one of the things with porn, though, it is a way we can debate the effectiveness, but it is a way of hacking, of hijacking all of the kind of discomfort, all of the uncomfortable bits around how we get to connection as humans. And so, we get to connection as humans when we are seen when we feel heard, and then we feel that we belong, right? And so, if you can work out a way, like, I have a pen in my hand right now, please, please, you know, reach out on socials, send me an email, whatever it is, like, you know, flag me down on the street. Um, I'm, I'm totally down for how do we do connection in a, an easy, tidy, um, non-messy way that makes us feel comfortable all the time. I'm totally down for that because if we are doing it in a way that is tidy, like creating new connections that are tidy, that feel easy, all that kind of stuff, we might not be doing it with with vulnerability. And connection requires vulnerability. The issue with porn is that it hacks through that. You don't need to be vulnerable to get that hit of serotonin. You don't need to be vulnerable to get a feeling akin to 
that spark of connection that we get when we are feeling really seen, that when we feel really heard, and that spark of connection comes when we belong in that moment. And it feels like it, but it's really not. So the spark that we feel feels like the spark of connection, but it's the spark of horniness. Dopamine. Yeah. yeah. It's a spark, but it's not really, it, it, it's the spark that doesn't actually sustain life. You're right. So that's my tip there as well. Building on your second one there, Michael. It's the hack. And once we actually realize that, that can completely change our relationship to how we watch porn. It's like social media. Social media, and we talked about this through the hookup apps. Yeah. Isn't it funny how this all comes together? Very similar, right? Yeah. I know. It is so similar. But they're the portal. They're the portal to connection. It all depends on how you use it rather than it using you. Yeah. It's like a false pleasure is what is what I'm thinking. And again, nothing against hookup apps, nothing against social no, media, nothing against porn, not. nothing against any of that. It's just, are you using any of these things at the expense of what? Like if you're just using them and there's there and it's not impacting any area, other areas of your life negatively, fine, enjoy, have, have a great time. But it's, it's, you have to ask yourself, what am I, what is this at the expense of? Yeah. At the expense of my relationship with my partner, at the expense of, of my relationship with myself, right? That's the question uh, that, that I would, I would ask yourself. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So to the third pillar and how porn can feed our loneliness in the sense of disconnection from community. Mm. What are you, what are your views? How can, how can, how does porn in your view feed our disconnection from community? Yeah, I'm really excited to get to the second half of this because I have so much, I have so many great things to say on on how it could feed the connection part for all three. But um, I think what happens a lot is if porn is the only or or the the only place that you're you're getting your information about what it means to be gay or what gay sex is or what gay men look like, that could be extremely disconnecting to the community, extremely disconnecting for, for your connection to the community, because if you look like most people, you're going to realize, oh, that's not me. <laughs> that's not what I look like. Uh, that's not how I do it. I don't have that body. I'm not, you know, white, for yeah. example. Yeah. So I think, I think we can get a skewed sense of what it means to be a gay man, a sexy gay man, a, a gay man who is good i'm using air quotes here at sex uh what good sex air quotes again even is so i think we have to be very careful now here's the thing porn can be used if you do so consciously deliberately we'll talk about porn literacy soon i'm sure it could be used to actually normalize these things so you could find porn but you have to you have to take responsibility here you could find porn that um normalizes your body type and makes you actually feel good about yourself. So I think the way it disconnects is exactly that. If you're only watching one kind of porn and you're only getting your idea of gay culture from porn, it's, you're probably not going to feel very good about your relationship to the community. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly will not feel like you belong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have, you know, uh, if, if, if you don't have um, like, if you're not, you know, as you say, white, 
incredibly muscled uh, and um, have just the right amount of, you know, body hair or not or whatever and have the, have the right kind of dick that, you know, and, and the stamina to use it. Right. Um, yeah, it can be a story-generating factory. Yeah, gay porn, uh, depending on the kind you watch, I guess, can be very performative. Like these, you have to remember, these people are performing. They yeah. are entertaining. Real sex, in my experience anyway, uh, I mean, yes, people can be performative during sex, but, you know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't look like what I see in porn necessarily. No. And that's, that's a fine, that's good. Like if you can watch porn and realize that these are actors, there's a, there's a guy holding a boom, there's lighting people. Like if you can understand that that's what's happening here and they're just doing this to entertain you to help you get off. Fine. Um, it's like, I think when we start to believe, Oh, this is what, this is what, uh, you know, sexy gay men are supposed to look like. This is what it's supposed to be. This is how everyone else is doing it. Yeah. That's when you can completely disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that's that's a really. I'm not quite sure that we can improve on that point, um, because it is it is one of those things that you know, we humans are story generating machines, and because we're not, and 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 those topics that we don't talk about overtly. Uh, can you know we can generate stories that never see or hear the light of day but just sort of rattle around in our own heads and turn into beliefs uh and this particularly because it touches so many forbidden topics of like sex sexuality that you know that that goes right to the heart of you know our our worthiness of being a human because we're gay um, and you know the, the 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 stories that we've absorbed, the stories that we've generated within ourselves, um, this this can all kind of coalesce in this topic. And because it's a way that we are engaging with other people, um, other gay men, uh, in in a similar way, to on social media, to on hookup apps, uh, and uh, and 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 you know it's it, we just need to mind the stories that we're telling ourselves and catch them out and go, is this true? Do I know this to be true? And yeah, oftentimes not true at all. Michael, I just want to cut to a break for a moment, but I want to ask um, in the lead up to, to the break, how can we use porn as a source or not a source of connection but a way to connect according to the three pillars of connection we'll be right back i interrupt myself for just a moment to say to you that i have a bold vision for the loneliness guide to be the place for gay men experiencing loneliness to come and get the support that they need at the time they need it wherever they are in the world The vision includes hosting seminars, workshops and retreats to help gay men, to help you and other gay men just like you get the connection that they need and deserve to help them learn from their loneliness. The vision is to partner with other coaches, connection experts and therapists 
to make these events happen locally at first and then around the world. Look, undoubtedly this is a bold vision and I need to start. I'm so keen to start and scaling up my work here at The Loneliness Guy to know to, to what I know it can be. But I need your help. If you'd like to help me, please go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash invest or follow the link in the episode description and help me to realize this vision for gay men globally. It's time to get serious about loneliness in gay communities. Can you please help me? If you've got any questions for me, please ask away. But in the meantime, back to the episode. Michael, after that little interlude, (laughs) how can connection, how can porn be a source of connection to ourselves? Okay, cool. Yeah, this is the, this is the fun stuff. So let me, let me answer this first with a little story of my own relationship with porn. Like many people, I think I started watching porn in my teenage years. We had the internet when I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> you're, tw- you're 22 years old. I'm not old. that much yet. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of stumbled upon, I don't even know how, but it doesn't matter. But what happened with me is I found porn um, and it was just like, you know, going down a rabbit hole. And as someone who was struggling with even identifying who I was or what I liked and all, like all that stuff that comes with coming out and to yourself even um, when I found porn, it became a lot clearer to me. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> That's what I want. So I kept going back for it more and more. And, you know, you know how it is. You see it once you got to go back, you get, you know, all that good stuff. So it really did looking back, this wasn't happening at the time, of course, looking back, I, I think of it as really helping me come out to myself. I wasn't having sex with men at the age of, 13, 14. I was watching porn, jerking off fervently, <laughs> thinking, okay, Michael, there's something here. Like, you like this. Um, and then the other thing is that it, it educated me. I'm like, oh, you can you can put that there? <laughs> that can go there? <laughs> Mind yep. blown. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I need to try this, right? So, so in one way, looking back, it helped me come to terms... It go, my relationship to, to sex and sexuality helped me kind of come out to myself. So that's one illustration. Then let's keep going. Once I actually started having sex with men, uh, let's fast forward a bit. Um, in real life, I still used porn, but it was a bit different. So then in, in that phase of my life, I was watching porn more so uh, to fulfill curiosities, shall we say, that were perhaps less vanilla than what I was doing with my partners in real life. So the language I would use now is it was helping me discover my own fetishes, my own kinks, things that I was into that I didn't feel necessarily safe doing uh, in in real life with my partner. I I felt a lot of shame around perhaps if it was something that I didn't think was appropriate and air quotes. (laughs) Uh, So it helped me understand, oh my gosh, I'm into this. Okay. This is interesting. This is good. This is cool. And again, eventually I started, you know, incorporating that into my real life sex practices. So those are two illustrations from my own real life that uh, what I'm really trying to say is it can help you understand what you like, your desires. It's a safe place to do mm. that if you don't necessarily feel safe doing that with a partner. Um, you kind of, you know, 
the theme for today about curiosity is if you let yourself get curious and say, and I think we, I think secretly a lot of guys do this with porn and women too, probably like we kind of do it in secret. So we're clicking on things that maybe we don't want our partners to see, or maybe we're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm into this. Or like, wow, I'm really into this thing that I didn't think I'd be into, but Whoa, this is really hot. And that something's happening here. So letting yourself um, approach your own relationship with sex and sexuality through porn, uh, it can be a gateway to having that better sexual connection with yourself. Not to mention all the educational things. Like I said, that you can put that there. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and all that good stuff. So it, plus, the, you know, what we talked about before, stress relief, it could be a beautiful way to, I often use it to make myself sleepy. If I'm not able to sleep, it's a beautiful way to get me into a nice, comfy sleeping mood. So there's lots of ways, but I would say those are the, the biggest ones for me. Yeah. I, I I I echo that, um, you know, and and the word that's coming up for me beyond curiosity is exploration. Yeah. Um, and for pretty much the precise reason that you said, um, and you know, it's it's a safe way to begin that that exploration of a part of yourself. It's not a risk-free way of doing that, but it certainly, you know, as we're dipping sort of the toes in the water, so to speak, it's a way of going, yeah, actually, right, you know, as I shared before, you know, back in, in magazine times, um, uh, when, when you know, the, 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 the page reloaded uh, at the speed with which you could turn it, um, it was... Uh, the you know you know the realization that i was not looking at the ladies uh and um and and that was not what was uh what was what was getting getting my motor running um so one of the yeah i i would say that you know it's it's a it's a way safe imperfect though um, but it is a way to mindfully sort of begin to explore things within ourselves um, that then, you know, we can go, you know what, no, or uh, no, not for me, but also, you know, as, as you just said, Michael, like to begin to explore it, to do something like to incorporate um, that into, you know, our, our sexual life or, you know, indeed our life. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think that's a, that's a, that's a really good way of, for me looking at it, it's, you know, exploring the curiosity and exploring with curiosity, um, you know, parts of ourselves and then again, kindly and honestly going, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. What does that, what can that mean? Um, not definitive. What does that mean about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's bad, that's good, feeding loneliness, but we're feeding connection on this part. Beautiful. Thank you, Michael. The next one, you know, the next pillar, and I don't want this to be too formulaic, but I actually, like, I, I think this is a really, you know, good way of, like, exploring, like, the, the loneliness and the connection. And there's, that's the beauty of the three pillars. Yeah. Um. I feel that, like, the, the exploring of the connection to ourself is easy when we're talking about the benefits of porn. 
But when we're exploring the benefits of 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 porn, when we're talking about how we're relating, how we're connecting with he or them who are or they who are more, most important to us, that's kind of where things get harder. No pun intended, but it, it, it gets. <laughs> Uh, like the, the the things get more difficult because it actually requires us to be outside of us, and I just wanted to flag that right there that it's vul- it, to 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 explore the benefits, the connective benefits of porn with those most important to us. It requires us to actually be vulnerable outside of ourselves. So, Michael, what are your what are your views? On, on on this well porn can be used as a tool for connection just as much as it could be used as a tool for disconnection i think the, the, the there's a lot i can say here but you can only connect with others as deeply as you're willing to connect with yourself so if you can do the work and you can look at porn in the way we just talked about as a way to get to know yourself then you can apply what phil just said about vulnerability and start sharing to the degree you feel comfortable of course yeah with a partner so i mean i think there's so many ways partners can use porn as a way to increase intimacy as a way to get to know each other um there's absolutely a place for porn in 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 a relationship that can actually feed the connection right it could create more intimacy if you so choose to and this is where you know using porn consciously deliberately really comes into play that porn literacy uh, that, that you talked about in the blog. Um, if you do so consciously, deliberately, it could be a way where you can say, you know, as you improve, as you improve your relationship, your own relationship to sex and sexuality, it will naturally start to have an effect with your partners. If you so choose to be vulnerable with them. Um, so for example, if in, in the last section, we talked about escaping relationship issues using porn and that disconnects. If you can say, okay, what's happening here is I'm escaping, you know, and I think people who heard that, the people who are doing it, they, they probably felt a little pang inside of them, which is which is a sign. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. If you felt like, oh, yeah, that's me, then that, there's a sign there. But you could, the good news is you could use that exact same thing as a, as a way to say, okay, I need to open up a conversation, a dialogue with my partner about our own sex life. And you can, again, share to the degree you feel comfortable when it comes to that, you know, how porn has helped you and maybe you can even invite them in and say something I like to do even if I'm chatting with guys is say you know if they say oh yeah you know I'm just jerking off I'm watching some porn I'll be like what are you watching like what turns you on as someone's partner or potential sexual partner I want to know what turns you on I'm just yeah. very curious about that and that could be totally fun it could be part of foreplay for partners hey let's put on this porn see see what happens and if you approach it with a playfulness and again there's that curiosity or exploration yeah it could totally be a fun way to to incorporate porn into the bedroom as it were yeah yeah and it is you know this is this is the 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 point of intersection um that you know it is it is where we are putting ourselves out there and saying what essentially arouses us and putting it out there and the fear of judgment at that point is is real and so 
we reach that fork in the road and we decide, no, no, no that's, that's a bit too hard for me at the moment. Uh, I won't sort of start having those, those conversations. But one of the things on there, and I want to bring kindness and honesty back into it here, it really is a superpower. Um, once once I, I, I learned uh, um, that every conversation can be made better, including within ourselves, uh, when we approach it with kindness and honesty, and kindness and honesty starts within ourselves, like you have absolutely no control over how the conversation how the conversation goes you've got absolutely no con- control over how how the other person responds you can always control how you turn up in a relationship not in a relationship in a discussion but you can turn you control how you turn up in a relationship and kindness and honesty oh my god it is like like if i could you know write that in the sky like that is the thing that helps me each and every time have difficult conversations within myself. One of my core values is courageous. And having having that as a core value looks really good. Looks amazing. But oh my fuck, does it like compel me to have some really tough conversations. And the hack, no, not the hack, the tip that I can give is kindness and honesty. And so that kind of... The, the, the lingering shame that we can feel, the, oh, I shouldn't, you know, I love you, but I also, but, so, but you know, if I really love you and I really love doing the sex with you, um, then I shouldn't be, you know, feeling, you know, the need to look at porn, to, 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 to watch porn. So, um, you know, if, if that's the, the narrative that's going on in your mind right now, or, you know, that the, the discomfort that you're feeling somewhere within you. That's my acknowledgement. Like, acknowledge it. And a way forward from that, if you're sort of going, teetering on the edge and getting to the point where you, you feel, um, and, you know, edging not in, not in the good way, <laughs> um, but if you feel like you're, you're at the edge and you sort of don't know yet how to take a step, in the way that Michael was saying in, in how to use porn as a tool for connection within a relationship with your partner, partners, then kindness and honesty there is a way forward. Um, and yeah, I, I, I actually, you know, uh, at, the, at the risk of, you know, um, sharing a, a very personal story, but... Um, uh, and and hello, my love. If you're listening, when you listen to this, um, and and stuff, but I, I'm I'm very confident that Jeff won't mind me um, won't mind me sharing this. But um, yeah, I, I have to say that you know, sharing the watching of porn is can be really powerful. Can be really powerful, and. Um, Particularly when you know it's like you know you, you you get the remote and you you share what what you know what what you watch when you aren't like when we're not together and one of the things that that I really really have have learned is like you know we we are both 
both into like um like i don't know how to describe it but like you know well produced porn like it almost has like cinemagraphic qualities like the story the setting like all of that that really matters like the way it's shot um and you know seeing seeing the connection between the actors that 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 to both of us is really like you know important rather than the transactional which has its place but the stuff that really sort of can bring us together is that you know where there's a where there's a story where there's like a back like not a backstory kind of stuff like a um but you know there's the the, the actors interacting prior to and after and you know being humans beyond the beyond the fucking really mm. can i can i there's a great example here that sorry that example is really good because we talked about vulnerability right so that for many people that the act of saying of sharing with your partner or anybody really here's the here's what i watch when no one's watching that is a beautiful example of what it means to be vulnerable of having that vulnerable moment for for the viewer listener who might not <clears throat> who might have a you know a, a different notion of what vulnerability means i like to use brene brown's definition which is basically emotional risk and emotional exposure when there is an emotional risk of let's say you know in that case if it were me i'd be like if i share this with him he's going to think i'm a pervert he's going to think that i'm disgusting he's going to be mortified whatever that might be that's 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 the vulnerability that's the moment there and in order to get over that you need to use courage to say oh my gosh i'm going to do this i'm just going to share it and hopefully again like phil said you don't get to control whether they're like oh great or or not you don't get to control the reaction but that's the vulnerability that can lead to a connection and can it can lead to the intimacy so phil thank you for that example yeah it's thank you uh i I, like i'm going to be honest with you michael and i'm going to be honest uh as always with the listener and viewer like sometimes you know using brene brown as like you know i think she's our collective intellectual crush um but also one of the things um uh like you know i find myself sometimes wanting to do safe vulnerability i want to be vulnerable enough in this podcast so you know but you know there's there's like i i i constantly need to remind myself that i need to be in if i'm if i'm saying to 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 you all um that you know this is where it's at you need to show up fuck i need to show up too um and uh and 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 show the way show a way um because i'm firmly convinced that that's the way back to connection that's the way through the lon- through loneliness and and the way to connection and you know when we're doing connection some things can't be off limits however they can be off limits to everyone they yeah. they can't be off limits to everyone though like but not everyone has earned the right to hear my you know porn preferences <laughs> for instance right. and hi to my kids if they're listening <laughs> in the future at any time <sighs> yeah right yeah 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 how do I... 
<laughs> how do I show up in this with you know still having to be a dad um, yeah. and uh, and and you know not a daddy um, but you know a real life honest goodness I have children dad um, so uh, yeah and and you know they need to look at me <laughs> in the eye uh, as they're you know exploring themselves I'm sure using porn um, uh, at their age. Um, which is totally fine. Um, and by the way, you know, um, uh, porn actually, to you know, in terms of connection to those most important to us, you know, going beyond like our partners. Um, not that I have told, like shown my kids porn at all just before we call social services. Um, however, it can be a powerful entree for having the talk. It's like... So, you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure if my kids were here, they'd be like going deeply red in the face. Um, each of them was like, oh, dad, don't do that. No. Um, but it, it can be a very powerful entree because, you know, porn is where we often get our sex ed. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Yo tambien. And it is, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, it is an entree. So, you know, have you been watching porn? Like, you know, and, and not you're in trouble for watching porn. Like kids these days are like, I like how I was like, we all get access to it and it's far easier now. And it's like, you know, that a, a human relationship is more than that. Sex is more than that. Like go crazy. We're going to make sure that there's tissues in your room uh, we're gonna like you know you know this is this is a safe space that we can without judgment make sure that you know that it's it's safe and all that kind of stuff. But porn in itself, the topic can be a really good entree to having that kind of conversation as well. Um, without like with those other people who are most important in our lives. Um, right. I'm very conscious of time, but and there's one more thing to go here, Michael. Yeah. Um, but the connection to our community. Um, and we, we talked, we had a really good conversation about how it can be disconnecting to our community because we're comparing to our, uh, each other. Is there a way that, you know, porn can be a way of connecting to our community? This was a tough one. Um, I, love, I love this question because it really made me think. So at first glance i thought no because the way to connect with the community just like with humans is to go out there and connect connect with them human to human right however <laughs> i think what i said earlier in the last bit about how it can disconnect with the comparing you can also use it in, in maybe a more indirect way to connect with the community in if you deliberately choose to watch porn that is more affirming of uh different gender roles uh you know queer queer positive uh porn yep. uh porn that is racially inclusive instead of exclusive uh i think that helps as well and, and just body types as well because i think what happens then is as we get to normalize different body types and you know um different kinds of sex i think that could help us just have a instead of a very focused view of what gay culture is or gay community is, it really opens up our eyes to see, huh, there's a lot here and everyone is valid and every type is valid. Every size, shape of penis is valid. And I think that could help 
um, just normalize all the different beautiful colors of the rainbow uh, in this community. So I think in that way it could help. And also, you know, as I'm just saying this right now, I think everyone listening has some relationship to porn. We have that um, that 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 commonality. We have a relationship with porn. It might be very different from me to you to the next person, but that is something that that we have in common, whether mm. whether we want to talk about it or not. So we all have that relationship, and we can we can use that commonality to have a discussion like we're having here, and say, hey, let's talk about porn. You know, how do you use it? What what needs is it fulfilling? Like, you know, what what do you what's your relationship with it? I think having those conversations like this one can really in- create bonds between just guys or people having honest kind of conversations about sex that doesn't necessarily need to lead to having sex and it can if that's what you want i don't know if i can agree more and i think that's really that's 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 so wise what's coming up for me though in at this point is you know using using the topic of porn as a way to connect not as not not connect beyond having sex together. Yeah. Um, so you know, as a way of like talking about important issues like diversity, like inclusion, like actually having uh, the rainbow community reflect the rainbow, and. All of the, the 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 beauty and the wonder and the humanity that is encapsulated in the rainbow. Um, I think that is that that's like I'm so down for that. So down for that. And um, one, you know, one thing like you know, one of the the things about porn that I that 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 I like about community. It's not necessarily like the 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 you know the big production houses that we're all familiar with that you know um, uh, that 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 churn out porn regularly. Sometimes it's the amateurs who have posted like the real couples, the diverse couples, the the people of different body shapes, like the humans of Pornhub, the gay humans of Pornhub. For me, are. Like that's I, I like first of all I, I I admire the courage of people putting putting that on there and sharing because that's like a deeply vulnerable moment and 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 part of who they are and I think you know there's 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 some beauty in that and you know it's worthy of of honor and celebrating and things like there could be a whole lot of other reasons that that, that people you know post that. But I just want to say that you know that that diversity, that inclusion, um, the the honouring of the humanity of the community is so important. Is so important. What's coming up for me though is sometimes it feels like we're not allowed to talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about that in social places like on social media where it can feel like the Puritans who have a certain view of the world and anything that doesn't align with that view of the world is wrong and must be shut down um, cannot 
necessarily allow us to have that conversation in a in a kind and honest way because it offends sensibilities yeah now sensibilities are a very subjective term and uh, I, I so which then can go to feed the the illicit nature of how we talk about this in a way that possibly doesn't serve the community. So that's that's sort of my observation beyond that. Like totally, totally down for the diversity, the the inclusion of all shape, size, colors, creeds. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing. And absolutely needed. Visibility yeah. matters. Language matters. Yeah. And what happens when we don't feel like we're seen and heard, we find ways of trying to be seen and heard. And oftentimes, so we feel that we belong. And we often look for that in ways that don't serve us. Including with what gets us aroused. What, um, you know, just because we, it, it is uncomfortable doesn't mean it goes away. Or you shut down, right? If you don't feel seen and heard, that's where the disconnection comes in. It's like, well, yeah. this is not my community. This is, I'm not, the, here's gay people and here's me and we're very different. We're very far apart. Yeah. And that's more disconnection. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I learned in, in, in recent conversations on your podcast, I have to say that, not, <laughs> uh, well, relearned, reminded uh, of as well. Michael, I've got, I'll, I'll have um, all the, the links to how people can find you uh, and, and your awesomeness. Um, and regular listeners will know that, you know, we, we are uh, in, in, in partnership and they can access yes. my, uh, your services through my website. Yep. Um, but have you got any final, final thoughts? observations like so you know, many i know <laughs> i know yeah i think at the end of the day you know i'm looking at the title of the podcast is does porn feed your loneliness so the person who who clicked on this and said oh i want to know about this i think the answer is maybe perhaps likely and uh, but the good news is it doesn't have to and the good news is it's 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 doesn't mean you need to give up porn completely it's not a it's not a black or white kind of thing there's a lot of context there's a lot of nuance. I think what I would advocate for, no matter what, is that concept of being very conscious, mindful, deliberate, aware of your relationship with porn. Why am I why am I going to this right now? What is it serving? Not not judging, just understanding why. Rather than I think what happens a lot of is this just this automatic thing. Like I think a lot of people, again, myself included, would just use it, watch it unconsciously. And mm. I just want to make the unconscious conscious. Just let's take the let's take the unknown and make it known. And then from that space, you have so much power. And that's that's the work I do. That's the work I do with clients. I'm working with a client right now, actually. This is exactly what we're working on. His uh his his action item for last week was to masturbate to go the entire week if he's gonna jerk off 
and do so without watching porn and, and and trying to help him activate his imagination, activate that sense of fantasy and play in his own mind. So yeah, I do the I do this work and it's I think it's a lot of fun. I love this topic as you can see. And yeah, uh, yeah, that that's those are my final thoughts. Just it's just consciousness and bringing awareness without judgment. Um, and listener, if you are a reminder of why he's here uh, as well, um, which goes to the point that what you've just described there is porn literacy uh, and or goes to the concept of porn literacy. One of the things that I said in that, just as a final thought in the in the blog post, was look at porn when you're not horny. Yeah. That wasn't mine. Jeff came up with that one. So all credit to you, my love. Well done. Um, but yeah, like just look, watch porn when you're not looking to shoot a load for whatever reason. And what comes up? What comes up? Are you, can you look at it dispassionately? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm actually going to use that as well. Yeah, yeah I know. I love that. Yeah, I don't even want to answer it because I don't want to, I don't like, I think there's so many different ways you could look at that, that I don't even want to put one out there because they could be so diverse. And that, that's a fabulous question to reflect on to the viewer yeah. listener. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we got to porn literacy in the end, um, yeah. but, uh, but also there's links in the blog post to the podcast that Matt and I forget Joe. the name, Dr. Joe. Joe um, Court. Yeah, uh, uh, did back in December. There's links, there's links everywhere. Remember, Linkarama um, in that blog post to, to lots of good things that can um, help and serve and support you. Michael, I can't wait for the fifth time that you join us uh, for, for coffee um, and we, we can, you know, increase or at least keep that percentage of appearances stable Um it's always just a cracking chat uh, with you. It's fun, informative, full of wisdom. And I just love how you are in the world. And I love how you are committed to being you and serving others in the world. It's beautiful. And I'm so very lucky to have you in my corner. Well, thank you. I appreciate that acknowledgement. And I, I have to say the same right back at you. So that's it for this episode. Remember that there's a lot of content on my site, thelonelinessguy.com, designed to help you learn from your loneliness and to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally. Remember, you won't miss any content if you join the mailing list. Joining the mailing list is free and you'll receive one email each week from me letting you know that there's been new content uploaded. Or for something more interactive with me, how about joining me in a wonderful group of other gay men learning from their loneliness and are supporting each other as we do connection. Come and join the Premium Connection Lounge on Facebook. It's free to join and you can join us for monthly Zoom calls, inspiring chats and exclusive insights into the work here at The Loneliness Guy. Indeed, we'll be talking about porn, loneliness and connection on our monthly Zoom call at the end of May 2022. So come and join the lounge and then join us for a chat in real time. Follow the links in the episode description if you're interested in either or both of these options, joining the Premium Connection Lounge or the mailing list. And if you've got something from this episode, why not buy me a coffee to say thanks? There's a PayPal link in the episode description and any money received from your contribution through PayPal goes to me continuing this work 
and it's always appreciated. I sincerely thank you in advance. Have you got a question for me or any feedback? Reach out to me on socials or send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com. And please remember to like, comment, rate, and share this episode. It helps others in your social circle who may be quietly experiencing loneliness to know that they're not alone and that you're also a safe space to talk about loneliness and how it can make us feel. I really appreciate you joining me here for coffee today. Until next time, remain courageous as you learn from your loneliness and as you do connection. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.